Welcome to the Your Mom Has a Blog Podcast. I'm Chad Edgington. And I'm Melissa Edgington. We did it. High five right here. Whew. Day 30. Day 30 of Nutty November. 30 days to a deeper relationship with your spouse. Connection in your marriage. Whatever that it goes is. Close. <laughs> a deeper connection. Okay, thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs> we did it. Check, It's been check. great. It's been great. Check that box off. No, we we have something to talk about tonight. Yeah, we have a good topic. So you know, it's it's interesting. I've ha- I had a funeral last Saturday. I have a funeral tomorrow. Yeah. So two two very different um, funerals. Um, I was just telling telling the kids that I was writing the funeral message just before we did the podcast, and I finished it. It's about four pages, and I was just thinking of some things I wanted to say. You know, I've worked in the bee sting story, death, where's your sting, and kind of talking about how the gospel takes the sting away. But, you know, at that funeral, when everybody was shaking hands and talking, everybody, it didn't take them long to forget that I was stung. But I did not forget because my hand was on fire. And then it went up my arm and into my chest, and I thought I was having a heart attack. That's the second time you've been stung by something right whenever you were trying to do church. I know. Because remember, you, we were walking between buildings in White Village, and a bee stung you stung on your ear. <laughs> was it my ear? I it was your swore ear. it was my forehead or my face. or. It was your ear. I don't know. Weird. <laughs> then you had to go lead the music with your... That wasn't a bee. That was a yellow jacket. No. That was the real deal. Yellow jackets are the real deal. Yeah. They hurt. I know. I got. What's the difference between a yellow jacket and a wasp? Um, just the clothes they're wearing. The yellow jacket has the I stripes. Oh, I don't know. No, the the yellow jacket has stripes, right? That's what I just said. Mm. Is that right? You said the yellow jacket has stripes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think so. I don't know. I got stung by a yellow jacket a few years ago in our house, and it. Re- I couldn't believe how bad it hurt. Yeah. I thought, how did I survive this when I was a kid and I would get stung by these things? But I guess you just do. The thing about yellow jackets is they will chase you hundreds of yards. Really? Yeah. Mm. Man. Yellow jackets have... uh, They're a ground-nesting wasp. When I really got bit by yellow jackets when I was a kid... Heart, like a terrible attack. I jumped down into a the sort of the flower bed at my grandma's house. I jumped off her porch down into where her shrubs were, and they were down there, and they all got me. You got more than one. Oh man, yeah, it was tons. It was awful. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Ooh, I guess man. that's the day you found out you're not allergic. I think I was allergic. No. You I don't. Know, who knows? <laughs> if you were allergic, you would have had to go to the hospital if you yeah. got stung a bunch. Yeah. You always think you've got the worst of everything. (laughs) (laughs) I practically died that day. (laughs) Hmm. Yeah, yellow jackets are bad. It was bad news. So it stung me, but I was was, going to talk about that in the the funeral sermon, about getting stung. um, So I was saying to the kids, though, when I'm writing, I've been listening this week to all these W.A. Crystal sermons. And 
I don't know. I really, I don't. Some of the podcasts I listen to are sort of not doing anything that I wanted to hear. So, like, my go-to now is I just go find a topic or I go to the Crystal Sermon Library and type in a keyword. Or, like I've done before, I've thought, I wonder what he preached the week after they walked on the moon. Or, wonder what he preached the week after John F. Kennedy was shot. Mm. You know, I just think of these things that have happened and did he talk about them? Yeah. And uh, he, he did blame all the Kennedy stuff on the communists. Preached a whole sermon against communism the week after. Uh, but I've started to get this, um, like my internal preacher has turned into W.A. Criswell in my head. <laughs> and I can hear him saying what I'm going to say, and it never sounds the same when I preach it. It doesn't have the same um, gravitas. Mm-hmm. Because he talked so slow. I am a preacher. I am a man of God. <laughs> and I would say, you know, I'm a preacher. I'm I'm a man of God, air quotes. <laughs> he wasn't doing the air quotes like me. No. I'm the man of God here, y'all. I'm a preacher. <laughs> But when it's being written, it sounds, you know, it sounds like a good Christmas sermon. You know, I believe in the word of God. Every word is true. And what a comfort and a joy it has been since I was back in those hills of Oklahoma, out on that Cherokee reservation. (laughs) And those big savages would come to our door. And Mama wouldn't know what to do. Was she to grab the shotgun? Was she to not answer the door and perhaps those big savages would knock it down? But she opened the door. And the man said, my name is Pickup Joe. (laughs) And ma'am, we wanted to invite you to our Sunday school. At our Cherokee Baptist. They were Cherokees. They'd had a Baptist association for 125 years. And I preached to those Cherokees. <laughs> I laugh at it, but I love it. I was just saying, it's to tell you, you, know, it's, it, you look at him and you're like, how? Like, I don't know, you don't know how to take it. It's like, you've never heard anything like him. There's never anybody that's been like him. Yeah, I don't. At least that's on. That's yeah. at least you know. I'm sure that's what guys sounded like 150 years ago. I don't laugh at him. I love hearing him preach. Oh, it's. It, I mean, to me, it's all sincere. Yeah. I mean, I, I know I'm saying that like I'm imitating him, but that's the sincerest form of flattery, right? Yeah. Uh, I'm in, imitating him, but just because like there, you really can't imitate him. Yeah. It was no. power, and I remember watching him on TV. We always had him on TV. Yeah. He was on Channel Eight out of Dallas every Sunday morning before you went to church. W.A. Criswell was on. So, I don't know, man. Um, he seems to be vastly underrated and not well thought of um, in, you know, modern, I don't know, not, not necessarily scholarship, but just the way people think about preachers. I mean, that, it's, it's, if you look at his notes, if you will look at the notes, if you go to W. Criswell Sermon Library, not that y'all care, 
since I don't have it pulled up anymore. You don't have to show me right now. Just That's talk true. About I can it. just talk. Pretend <laughs> like I'm showing this to you. But you go to his. You go to this. You can look at the ser, uh, sermon transcript. You can listen to it. Some of them you can watch them. Something you can listen. Um, which is interesting because the audio quality gets worse the later it goes. Really? The, the audio quality in the '60s is fantastic. Um, but there's no video. But once you get into the 70s, it's okay. But then the 80s and 90s, it starts to get a little bad. Like they got it off bad VHS tapes or something. Mm -hmm. But you can look at his notes that he was preaching from, and you think, that guy's a genius. Because he doesn't have very many notes down. He just has some, you know, just like outline written down. And he even said he has had a pretty good memory. He could just remember things. And he's just up there riffing, and it's just, it's amazing. It's like he's talking a commentary out of his head. Yeah. So good. So. Yeah, it sounds manuscripted. It's not. Yeah. And then. Because of the way he phrases things and everything. But then, yeah. if you, but then, and he would preach this. It seemed like about every five years he would go back and preach some sermons he wanted to preach again. And so there's some that he'll preach in the 60s, he'll preach in the 70s, and he'll preach again in the 80s. And they're virtually the same sermon, little, little differences. But he's just using his old notes. He goes back through and he just writes one date on it and then he writes on the notes he writes the second time he preached it huh you know it's so interesting he had to preach a lot he was preaching you know several services in the morning and then in service at night and i think one of the reasons that they they went with tv and radio is because there were so many people that couldn't get physically probably get back downtown in those days people that didn't have cars or whatever it might have been and he would say you don't have to get into the church you can listen yeah so so for Nutty November, that's what I recommend, is that you listen to more W.A. Criswell. <laughs> That'll make your Christmas better. Yeah. It's good, man. So, I mean, here, let me just tell you, for those of you that are clued in, let me just tell you something that will blow your mind. So here's a guy preaching in a Southern Baptist church in the 70s, and he was talking the other day, telling his congregation about the imputed righteousness of Jesus Christ. He was actually sharing the gospel back when people weren't ever talking about it. Yeah. You know, they didn't know what they were doing, talking about back then. He did. It was amazing. So, and he wore white suits in the summer, and I still think that's amazing. <laughs> that dude had a wardrobe. Yeah. But, anyway, how was your day? Oh, you finished your project today. I did. Congratulations. Two Thank projects, you. you're wrapping them up, same day. Yes, December 1st is going to be a great day. <laughs> What are you going to do? Go get a Slurpee or something? Maybe. Yeah, who knows? Icy? Who knows? I might get wild and crazy. You have to go hit, go hit the hit the target like Gunner. Oh, Remember yeah. that day and it was a hot summer day? He he bought two smoothies. Well, it was Icy's. Oh, Icy's. So we saw him coming out of Target. We're like, hey, what are you doing? He was like, uh, I just wanted to get an Icy. <laughs> so he just stopped at Target because he knew they had Icy's. Then he stood there and talked to us till he finished his icy, and he walked back in to buy I another said, one. I said, "Man, you might as well go get another icy." And he went, "I think I will." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's I, a great thing about being a man, isn't it? You want to get another icy? Get one. Yeah. You can do whatever you want, man. You're a grown man. You're a grown man. Get you another icy. Except Feel if it. you do that too much, then you know you weigh four hundred pounds because your metabolism slows down. <laughs> But you're the man. You can weigh 400 pounds. <laughs> yeah, I sat at that desk right there for seven hours today and finished my project. And I 
really feel tonight I have actually kind of felt like, what do I do with myself? I've got you all, don't have that thing to worry about. I've got now. all of the, my, yeah. this free <clears throat> space in my brain. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, well, congratulations. So you can find Melissa's work in Explore the Bible, Fall 2019, Lifeway dated Sunday school material. Yeah. So how Southern Baptist is that? <laughs> You're writing Sunday I'm school I'm winning which- Southern Baptistness. I <laughs> saw her sit down. My dear wife. <laughs> and she typed. And occasionally she would lose an entire document because <laughs> she wouldn't save her work. She couldn't understand OneDrive. But who can? <laughs> Yay, one of the vast mysteries of Microsoft (laughs) is this thing they call OneDrive. (laughs) What is it? We don't know. We see the cloud. We don't know where it is. We grew up in a time when you would go to Mott's before school began in August... Or maybe even September, back in those carefree days, when telephones were attached to walls. (laughs) And our mother would pay 25 cents for a Big Chief tablet. (laughs) We had never heard of an iPad, a tablet that could play movies. Our tablets were for writing with number two pencils. How can we understand OneDrive? <laughs> Do you remember those fat pencils that you used to use in kindergarten? They they really dumped those. They don't do the fat pencils. Whoever was the fat pencil manufacturer, he's yeah. out of business. I bet the guy's still going. You think? You know, also fat. What the pencils made of bark. You know, like a like it's a pencil made of a twig that you buy it. Yeah, those we've got one. Yeah, how I remember they, Emerald. Um, how do they do that? Put a gash in Sawyer's head with ours. Oh, cause she threw it at his face. Yeah, yeah, I do remember that. <laughs> how can I mean? Our, look what our kids are doing, and we're supposed to know how to save things on OneDrive. I don't get it. I don't get OneDrive. I hate it. I have struggled with it, yeah. as you know. I need some good old, like, 2002 word, not this 2018 stuff. I just like it when you just save it on your computer and it's just in that box. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's in that machine right there. Yeah. And you can just pull it up. <laughs> I don't know. It's weird. We're going to have to call them and get them to fix it. Yeah. I think you can. Sandy said... She thinks there's a way to turn off autosave and OneDrive. But yeah. they don't want you to do that. That's not their game plan. Their game plan is for you to be totally dependent upon them. Right. Yeah. That's what it is. So you're losing a few things. And eventually you'll have to call them up and say, okay, I surrender. What, would, what do you want from me? You win. You win. Give me back my documents. Yeah. Yeah, and they've got them hidden somewhere. On the dark side of the moon and a satellite. Yeah. So, um, 
speaking of funerals and so on, why don't you give us our last topic? So we thought it was apropos to end our 30-day marathon with a topic that is thinking about the the way your marriage is going to end. And I'm not talking about divorce. <laughs> I'm talking about the end of our life together. And yeah. um, I honestly think that it's a very good and healthy exercise to always keep it in your mind that one day you will die. This, this relationship as we know it is going to end. Oh, sure. Because when you, when you keep that in your head, you, um, you appreciate Mm -hmm. your spouse more. You get over little things easier. Memento more. And you, it really causes you to hate strife between you. Memento more. Yeah. Memento more. So the idea, this idea actually came from the Richard Baxter book, right? Yeah. And the idea is to think about how your marriage is going to end. And we've talked about, yeah, because we don't, we normally don't think about our marriage any because we're like, we're determined that it's not going to. Right. But you're right. It will. And uh, I was doing a will for a woman um, recently. She asked me the question. Now, if my son dies before I do, will his wife get his share of the inheritance? You know what the answer is? Yes. No. Oh. The marriage is over. Oh. You know, this is just, this woman's not related to you anymore. Oh, right. Yeah. If the, <laughs> if the son is gone. Yeah. So yeah. the wife would actually be free to go marry someone else. Right. So the law doesn't contemplate that she would just still remain a recipient. Right. Unless the unless the, the one making the will says, should my husband predecease, I elect that my that his wife, so should, should my son predecease, should my son yeah. predecease me, I direct that half my estate go to so and so. Yeah. I mean, you can do that, but people don't do that because things are you know the, things change. Um, and so it's better to say uh, I give my share to my grandkids, yeah, not not their mother. Although she can hold the form in trust, there's free legal device. But <laughs> okay, but what, what what was the point? Like, where were you going with that? I guess I was going to the, that we <laughs> we don't tend to think of marriage that way as it's something that would end upon death. Oh right, but it will. Right. You know, right. the marriage this marriage will end, and and one and one party to the marriage is going to go on. Yeah, for a long time. I mean, we've got women in our church. They've been widows for almost as long as they were married. Yeah. Um, that's pretty remarkable. And I think they still kind of, you know, they kind of hold that torch for their husbands. They remember them. Maybe they've honored them by not getting married again. Yeah. But some have um, met someone else or, you know, just have God's will is different for their life and they remarry. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we've, so these marriages are, are one thing we know about them is they are all finite yeah, uh, and, and, and very temporal and they don't last forever. They're not eternal. People don't, aren't married in heaven. They're not given in, in marriage, Jesus says, as they are on earth. So, um, the, the concept is we've been talking for 29 days saying, here's how to help your spouse. Here's how to live. Here's what you should do. Here's what you should do. Here's how you make your marriage work. Um, But on the last day, it's good to remember that as much as we want to help each other to live for Christ, Mm 
to love Jesus, to grow in Christ, and we focus on how we're going to live, we should also focus on how we're going to die so that we can help our husband or our wife die a happy and a holy death, looking forward to the heavenly rewards, having assurance of salvation. Um, And that's, you know, those are end-of-life things. Uh, Sometimes they happen very suddenly. Sometimes they happen to young people. Many times they happen to older people. Most of the time it's for older people. But we are really bad about thinking about dying. So it's good to think about dying, as you mentioned. Um, Sort of like taking taking your kid to the college preview day. You don't want to do that because it reminds you they're about to leave. Yeah. So we kind of put those things off. Oh, if I put it off and don't think about it, it's not going to happen. It's going to happen. So think about that. You know, don't just sit around dwelling on who's going to die first and what you're going to do after that. But just think, hey, I want to make sure that if I go first or if he goes first or whatever you're thinking, um, that he will leave this life knowing that I was doing everything I could to, to help him grow spiritually or help her grow spiritually. Right. You know, to to love people even in death. Of course, that's that advice is coming from a Puritan. So if you think about the life expectancy of people in the 1500s, I mean, they didn't even have aspirin. <laughs> yeah. You know, no aspirin, but that opium. You know? <laughs> it might have been a better time to be alive. <laughs> but you know, it's like yeah, they, they were just. They, but they just you know, they might instead of giving you opium, they might just put some leeches on you or bled you a little bit. Yeah. You know, they were they didn't understand the way things worked at all. So people were dying all the time. They were dying of plagues. They were dying of travel. They were dying when it got cold and you got an infection. You might just die. Yeah. So death was such a prominent thing. Remarriage was a prominent thing, um, and people would re- remarry and have children with other people. It was just a very different um, way of living. And so they were constantly thinking about death. And we wonder, why were the Puritans so spiritual? It's because most of them had buried multiple children and multiple wives. Mm-hmm. And the, 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 only, the reason they got another day is, well, God's got me here for a purpose. What is it? Yeah. But um, Ecclesiastes chapter 7, verse 2, it's better to go to a house of mourning than to a house of feasting. And the heart would do well to take it. Or you do well to take it to heart. Or the righteous do well to take it to heart. Um, It's interesting, isn't it? It's better to go to a funeral than to a wedding. Because the funeral's more real. The funeral reminds us why we need the gospel. The funeral reminds us of the temporal nature, even of the earth creation. Mm -hmm. The temporal, the wedding is a celebration that's wonderful to be able to have in a fallen world. But if you're willing to come to grips with reality, you go to the funeral. Mm-hmm. And that's where you get the best perspective on what's going on. And so the teacher in Ecclesiastes says, it's better. It's better for you to get that mourning perspective than the party perspective. I just wish that we were better at, um, instead of thinking the way we do, you know, especially in our current culture, the way people think, oh, I just can't live like this for another however many years or whatever it is. Mm. I just wish we were better at instead of thinking of it like that, thinking to ourselves all the time, this is this is going by quickly. Life is so mm. short. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, do I really want to continue um, to be upset about every little thing? Do I really want to continue to put my family through this of mm-hmm. pouting about everything and, you know, just being unreasonable about things, you know, because we can so be that way in our marriage relationship where our children don't want to come home mm. because of the strife that's awaiting them there. Mm. That's a good point. And I mean, if we could just think about life the way with an eternal perspective, you know, where we're saying this time right here, this, this is just, a, it's just like that and it's yeah. over. Yeah. You know, what what are we doing with what God's given us? What are we doing with this relationship and with the family that he's given us? Are, and, are we just spending all of the time just squandering on stupidity instead of really trying to honor him with what he's given us? Yeah. Even in the way we die, it's pretty bad. I mean, I, I don't know what it's like to die, but uh, as a pastor, it seems like a lot of people just don't want to talk about it. Even people that are dying. Yeah. Don't want to just sort of say, hey, this this seems like a pretty major part of the experience here of being a person in a fallen world. And I want to make sure that I'm ready to meet Christ. And I want to think about the fact that I'm going to die and how I can glorify God in it and how I can set an example and how I can use my dying and my passing to teach other people about the necessity of being a Christian and being a Savior, having a Savior. So... You know, we we just don't talk about those things. And then one day your marriage will end and you'll think, we never talked about this. Yeah. And that was really hard. So um, to, fi- to find, probably to find a way to move on after that. So that's, uh, that's what we have to say about that. And I know that you're probably thinking, well, that's a bummer. Why did I listen to this yeah. podcast? I'm just going to go up and down, you know. <laughs> but, but the idea is just to... You know, it's the same thing that I tell mothers all the time because, you know, I've moved into a new phase of motherhood and Mm. and I'm kind of out of that really hard little kid, you know, toddler preschool phase. And, you know, I just I'm always trying to tell mothers it's just it's just so temporary. Yeah. Everything that you're struggling with right now. I mean, I'm talking to everyone now, not just mothers. Everything you're struggling with, every great thing that's happening, every disappointment, everything that you're experiencing right now is so temporary. It's just a phase. And so you always have to be looking at the fact that there's going to come an end to this phase, whatever phase you're in. Mm -hmm. And ultimately, the end of this phase is going to be that we're going to pass from one life to the next. And we just always have to, I don't know, we just have to keep that in mind. If we can just ask the Lord to keep, keep, give us those spiritual eyes and to see things from an eternal perspective. Mm. There's a, I'm sure everybody has seen the illustration that Francis Chan does. Yeah. Where he has the, the rope. The, Is that what you're talking about? Um, yeah. Well, what I saw it with a like computer paper, but yeah, oh, okay. the same thing. So he has a very long rope. We'll go with the rope that just stretches all the way around the room. It's just a really long rope. And then he has this section that's about an inch long that's marked off with red tape. And he says, this right here, this red tape is, is your life on this earth. And all the rest of this is eternity. Mm-hmm. And you're worried about something that's going on right here in the first quarter of this red mark on this rope. Yeah. And, you know, all of this is out there. 
you know, and you're so focused on, is Sally going to make the basketball team right here in this tiny spot on the red Mm. tape? You know, I mean, we just have such a hard time of keeping that eternal perspective, but I really think it would make our marriages better and it would make us um, more devoted followers of Christ and it would make us better spouses, better parents, better friends and children. Good word. Congratulations on the end of Nutty November. You too. Yeah. We have made it. We did it. We are good at marathon podcasts. I don't know. We, I think, I don't know if every one of these was a total winner, but we you know, did it. People listen. They've listened to all of them. They haven't quit. You know, yeah. if, if one's bad, you just click to the next one. Yeah. There's 30 of them in a row. Yeah. It's bonkers. And the hits have been really good. People have listened and kind of it's, amazing. I've, I've enjoyed it. Yeah. It's it's just like Vacation Bible School. I, I've enjoyed it, and now yeah, I'm glad, glad it's, it's over. over. <laughs> yeah. So we'll try to try to hit some more as we get to Christmas and talk about Christmas things. It's always yeah. fun to we'll, – and we won't have to talk about anything serious. We can just yeah, talk we can about how – Yeah, we can just talk about exactly – like, hey, we, we went to the parade to. tonight. Yeah. <laughs> Here were the floats. I wrote them all down. <laughs> We will not do that. Yeah. Well, the uh, the uh, Newcastle Volunteer Fire Department had a great float. <laughs> they had a Christmas tree on their fire truck. No. <laughs> Maybe not. All right. Well, thank you all so much for listening and sticking with us. And some of you all probably will not hear this for another two months because you're trying to get caught up on yeah. podcasts. But thank you so much for listening. Merry and Christmas. Happy New Year. Yeah. We'll, we'll be back before Christmas. I'm just saying if they're just listening now, two months from now. Oh, yeah. Happy. Happy Fourth of July. Martin Luther King Day, whatever. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Well, um, okay. We won't see you guys tomorrow. Yeah. Take take the day off tomorrow, (laughs) y'all. Bye. Bye.